1: and your life to the next level. Today I have with me Josh Parrish. And let me tell you a little bit about Josh. So Josh is from South Alabama, where he grew up spending most of his time on the baseball diamond and summer months harvesting and selling watermelons. His immediate family moved from state to state about every year or so, as his stepdad rose in ranks of major clothing retailer. Always being the new kid in school, overweight, and dripping out of the latest Thomas Hilfiger gear, he caught both flack from many of his peers. While most see this as a setback, he saw it as an opportunity to refine himself frequently. In his early high school days, he became moderately obsessed with fitness, transforming from that fat kid to the pretty boy. This enhanced his confidence, but also brought on some attention from haters. This resulted in intense levels of self-loathing and depression as all he ever wanted at that time was to be accepted and loved. Later in his high school years, he longed for a deeper respect, and a bad boy was born. He made a fake ID with Microsoft print copy and paste function. (laughs) I can relate to some friends of mine that did that, too. He quickly became a lover of the bar and nightclub scene, where he picked up several bad habits. In his late teens and very early 20s, he was a Chippendale-style dancer and wholesale drug dealer in Panama City Beach, Florida. While this was a whole different level of social experimentation that he really showed um, the darker side of himself, He extend, or he ended up getting into some trouble and never really had hard times though from this trouble so he after a couple years in his mid-20s met his biological father and they were spitting images of each other he had great wisdom and moderately successful in estate development but duly was self-absorbed playboy Mm -hmm. all josh ever wanted to was to be accepted and taught by Steve, his father, Josh never scared um, to propose a mentor mentee partnership with his father, but he always met with promises that were not fulfilled. There's a lot more to this story. And I'm going to let Josh tell you about that. But I want you to know where Josh is today. So he has made a a difference in his life, if you will. Today, he's a teacher of personal transformation and a lifelong learner and student and salesperson. He has been a health and fitness coach for over 20 years. and five years, he spent as a soft tissue therapist. He has three years plus of real estate sales with over $35 million in sales. He's worked in over a hundred sales jobs, and spent more than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on self-education and personal development, he is a master rapport builder and solution strategist. Ultimately, Patrick or Patrick, ultimately he is a leader of builder of leaders. It's so wonderful whenever you have a story that can take you in all different rights and wrongs and twists and turns, and you can bring it all around. And so I love that we're going to have for our theme, change your story, change your lives, change your story, change your life. Please welcome Josh Parrish.
0: Thanks Uh, so much for
1: having me. I mean, we could take a whole show just talking about your background, your history, and, and, you know, one of my, 2024 projects is going to be to start a second podcast just where i interview people and learn about their lives because i think people are so interesting and uh, some of the things we pass over and get to you know the business of things and we miss really what built your character
2: it's so neat how everybody has such a unique story we always or, or a lot of folks just want to say, oh, you know, like people are lame and people are are boring. But really and truly, if you sit and talk to folks, like you will, you'll get great wisdom. And it's the same lesson can, you know, people can tell you the same lesson, you know, five different people. But the way that they, they learn that lesson can come from so many different angles. It's just, it's wild. Never judge a book by its cover. Yes, so.
1: that That is very true. And and I think that's a, a good lesson for people to understand because so often we do do that. You know, we look at someone and just predetermine what we think is their story and, and it could be furthest from the truth type of thing. Absolutely. So we always start with the easy question. We have a lot of things to get into today, but the easy question is where do you live now?
2: destined in Florida. The beaches
1: Ah, so you stayed a Florida boy, so that's that's awesome <laughs> I Moved around the plot, the...
2: but I uh it's just far enough away from Grandma's farm uh that's yeah. my that's my bliss it's about a yeah. hundred miles away it's in southern Alabama uh, yeah home, that's home base but just far enough away where I can get there if need be but far enough away where I don't have to deal with all the 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 mess with the family mess so
1: yeah that's that's true. <laughs> And the beautiful beaches of Destin too. So, all right. So here we go. Let's talk about the pillars of rapid ascension ascension and transformation. What are those pillars? Well,
2: really the first one is, is mindset and identifying those stories that you tell yourself over and over and over. Because a lot of times we have these handful of stories that we'll repeat to ourselves and we're like, well, that's my story. So, and then you just, you, re- re- you have them on replay all throughout the, the day, throughout the week, right before you go to bed, they're the strongest. Usually that's what yeah. keeps you up at night. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really important to well, pay respects to those stories, but they're only going to be traumatic if you allow them to be traumatic if you're not taking lessons from them yeah. because you know life is a journey and everybody suffers loss if anybody ever says they haven't lost then well they've never done anything so in order to you know transform yourself you've got to work through those traumas and what i like to do is get out my journal if one of these stories pops up or if i have a new traumatic story I'll get out my journal and I'll just write it into the into oblivion. Like I'll spend an hour just writing out yeah. this 10 minute story, just in vivid detail. And then I search for the lessons that I should have learned from it. And then I'm like, well, you know, I know this was a traumatic situation in the moment and it has me feeling this way, but this is the lesson that I've learned from it. And then we need to try to identify any kind of reoccurring traumas and, and stories the, the the themes of the stories that are happening because a lot of times the the same traumas will keep showing up just mm-hmm. with different faces in our lives you know like people that have relationship problems you know they say oh I can't find a good a good man or a good woman and you know they their their spouse or or new partner might have cheated on them or it's always they're always super combative well typically we this is because we haven't moved past whatever's pinging us.
1: Yeah.
2: So it's important to just take that, take that blame for however someone else is acting, because we probably did something to make them act in that manner. So.
1: So if we go back to your background and some of the story that I, that didn't talk about um, you, you, you had that where you've met your, your father, your biological father, you know, and you still have your stepfather and that relationship, but talk about that journey of you're always trying to get your father's approval or acceptance and, and how there, you you know, you took a turn where you really were in a state of depression for a while. Talk about that story.
2: Yeah, I was to start off with, the obsession with my father's approval really haunted me in my late 20s. I was like, that's all that I could, that's all that I could think about. And it, mm-hmm. it took me to a very, very low spot. Like I I had very little self-worth, even though I had done awesome things prior, I, I let it swirl in my head mm-hmm. and get to me. And, you know, Steve, he, he's passed away now, but when I met him, when I was 22-ish, I could see it in his eyes when I first met him that, you know, I was Steve 2.0. And even though our family is blood and you think that they will have our best interest at heart, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: a lot of times, if, especially in the son and father situation, if the father thinks that the son can surpass him, then, he's going to be jealous whether he admits it or not. (laughs) So just like Alexander the great's dad, you know, he was King before Alexander the great became King and well, Alexander the great's dad really didn't care for Alexander the great because he knew that he was Alexander the great and Alexander Mm -hmm. the great despised his dad because he was a drunk. And I learned a lot of lessons from my dad, even in the non-verbal non-lessons now my dad hurt me plenty with prompt fake like empty promises he'd set me up to you know Josh we're gonna do this and this and we're gonna partner up and I would change my life completely and I would head two or three steps down that path uprooting myself from whatever career I had or whatever city I was in and then I would get in town or whatever the damage would already be done. And then he, he'd fizzle out real quick. He's like, Oh, well, you know, I've got this going on now. And, and this happened half a dozen Mm -hmm. times at least. So at the end of the day, this is where self-reliance comes into play is yes, you can make plans with people and you need other people to support you and your dreams and, and things of that nature. Like it takes a a village to, to build Mm -hmm. anything awesome. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you've got to depend on yourself, especially for that that strong mindset. You know that you have your own back. And that's why, you know, the stories that you tell yourself is very important. You have to be your your strongest advocate. You have to be your own coach. You have to be your own stern father. And I know that sounds weird to, to father your own self, but in some of the toughest times of my life, I didn't have a strong male figure to talk to. So therefore I had to say, what would the stern father say in this situation? And I, I would have a talk with myself. And I know that sounds crazy. I am slightly <laughs> crazy, but, but yeah, I mean, just to sum it up, it, the people closest to you might not have your best interest at heart. They have their vision of you instilled in their mind. And that might not be you whatever the next Mm -hmm. version is, because reality shifts in minuscule ways as we progress uh, every every second. And you have the opportunity to change your situation for the good or the bad instantaneously. And nothing reinforced that like real estate did for me, because Mm -hmm. I called multimillion dollar houses and one phone call, you could have a slump for months. And then you make that next phone call and then they're like, yep, I want to sell. It's a $5 million house. And then you're rocking and rolling. They're really ready to get out of it. And that thing goes under contract in a couple days. So, I mean, yeah, but depending on your strategic moves, you can, you can change your life instantaneously. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, self-reliance, that belief in yourself, that's, that's that's the the golden key there. Sorry, I went in about twelve different directions, but there
1: was a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <No. in it. laughs> so as you were talking, as you were talking about that, the situation you were in and with your father, uh, part of mindset, I think, and and self sabotage and and lack of self confidence comes from a, a inability to trust. Yes. And that insecurity that people are going to that there are good people out there that have your good in mind type of thing and so how do you overcome how do you how do you gain trust in people now is is it something that's a longer process for you because of being set up and laid down too <laughs> too many times or um do you have you've gotten past that and you you can identify when a person has the integrity and matches your core values that you can instantaneously trust them?
2: Well, that's a great question. You can't be scorned by someone's actions, love and trust. You got to have that in your heart. Like you can't, you can't say because I had this bad situation or this happened to me a few times, I got burned a few times. I'm just going to shut that part of myself off because the answer to everything is, is love and work. <laughs> and you have, to, every every relationship, you need to go in it with an open heart. Now, you have to listen more than you speak so yes. that you can identify what the other person's intentions are. And it's important to keep a smaller circle than a large circle. Just, look, everybody have everybody wants to do good for the world for the most part. And even though they have, they want to do good for the world. They still are very self-serving though. Like they, they're made to survive. They have to be. And at the end of the day, if you're going to shut out trust and love out of your life, it's going to very, it's going to be a very, Mm -hmm. very gloomy life. And you you die with a bunch of scars on you. That's where, Mm -hmm. that's where all the lessons and all the, the stories of glory come from are your scars. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you have, if you've never been hurt, then you haven't lived much of a life, but you, you can't, you can't let it, you can't let one relationship permeate into another relationship. That's a surefire way to ruin the next relationship. Mm -hmm. So even if you've been hurt a hundred times, you can't, you can't carry that over into the next relationship. Right. So.
1: So how do you rise to the top of your industry or your, um, community what what are some things that you found
2: it's another great line la- or another great uh question there so every industry has a specific language whether mm-hmm. it's accounting or you're a mechanic or real estate or therapist they have their own specific language that they speak and then the top performers in that industry they have their own language so you got the average in the industry Mm. and then you've got the top performers and seeking out a mentor Mm. at the very tip top of, of that industry. It's going to allow you to leapfrog so many years in the trenches because you are drinking from the hose of wisdom in that Mm. industry. And that's just something I've been extremely blessed with in my life is through my experience, my eyes just have a tendency to gravitate towards the power in the room. And the thing with, with mentors and masters in the space, everybody wants to know their secrets.
1: Yeah.
2: One they want to teach people. Absolutely. They do, but they don't want to be asked like, Hey, will you teach me the secrets? These are people too. So therefore you have to identify where their gaps are in life. You can't go up to them and ask them, Hey, where are your gaps in life? They'll look at you crazy. So you kind of have to act like a private investigator, befriend them, figure out what they what they're into. And then you kind of have to start filling in those gaps. Mm-hmm. So I've just I've been extremely blessed with seeing different types of energies and, and levels of things all throughout my days, but getting a mentor that's high up in the industry that you want to be in, leverage in the community, people that run nonprofits, people that are are sources of of pleasure in the community, social butterflies, not saying that you don't need to be a social butterfly, but if you befriend two or three social butterflies and they really like you, then all of a sudden you're tied in with the power and the social butterflies in the community. You're getting invited by the social butterflies and they're introducing you to all these people. So I've just, uh, all throughout my life, I've moved around, childhood, adulthood, and in my adulthood, I'd pick up and I'd move with absolutely nothing to another city because I knew that I would go meet these nice. people with leverage in the community and they would introduce me to the right people I needed to know. So, if you, and I'm not saying use people, absolutely not, because you need to replenish this, take this phrase with you, replenish the will and over give value because yes. if you replenish the will, and you overgive value, and especially if somebody doesn't have to ask you, oh, you're you're gonna be you're be absolutely loved and invited to everything. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's that's how you rise to the top of things, absolutely. Yeah I,
1: yeah, I always find if you give more than you take, you end up getting more than you met you expected. So, huge. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what? Is selfless
2: selfishness? Yes. <laughs> so, and it could go either way: selfish, selflessness, selfless, selfishness. So, say we're riding in an airplane, yeah. and all of a sudden there's turbulence, and the little mask pops down. What do they tell you to do?
1: To so your self first, and then to your child.
2: <laughs> ding, ding, ding! Yes, <laughs> they say, put your mask on first. See, we can't pour from an empty glass. Yeah. That's why, see, I love my mother. Absolutely. She's one of my, she's she's probably my best friend, but she will absolutely run herself into the ground doing things for everybody else before she does anything for herself. Yeah. And that's a prime example is we, we, we just, we're so focused and it's great to, to, lead with a giving spirit but if we're if we're operating at 20 30 40 percent of who we are we're not giving them the people that you're giving to we're not giving them our best Mm
0: -hmm. and a
2: lot of times we're not giving our best we might be giving unsound advice we might not be showing up how we need to show up so it's best to slow down not necessarily promise so much to people Take care of ourselves first. Sunshine, good walks, good food, appreciation, journal, post. You don't post in a journal, but you know, Fine. appreciate yourself through journaling, affirmations, and and laying out your goals, keeping those promises to yourself. Yeah. It's all about self-love, and that's how you that's selfless selfishness because. You got to step back just a little bit from giving, give to yourself, make sure that you are full and full of love, full of self-love, and then you can give to the world. So that's, that's selfless selfishness.
1: Yeah. And it, it, you know, everybody's watching us. And so it really is setting that example for your kids, for your friends and everybody that, you know, you, you care enough about this, vessel that's yours. And, um, you know, for me as a grandmother at 60, I decided I needed to get in better health because I wanted to chase around my grandchildren. You know, now at 65, I don't feel 65. And I, you know, it it always amazes me in my other business. I have an anti-aging and wellness business and I'll have solutions for people, but they're like, well, you know, it's almost like they're saying I'm not worth it that you know yeah i'm not a lot of
2: lots of folks they don't think that they're worthy of the self care yeah and that's that's sad to hear because they absolutely are Mm -hmm. and a lot of folks think that this self-care is maybe going and spending five hundred thousand dollars at the spa and this weekend getaway and it it doesn't necessarily have to be anything massive like that Mm -hmm. it's just
1: Getting a good night's sleep.
2: (laughs) Getting a good night's sleep, you know, like going for the walk in the morning. Yeah, just having these boundaries and having these pillars throughout the day. These to do action items that just take a couple of minutes to, so you maintain that momentum. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's just it's the little things that make that that comprise us.
1: So. What holds us back from really, truly getting what we want?
2: I honestly feel that, yes, we have to listen more than we speak, but listening to the stories of other people about yourself, because- yes. (laughs) Listen, I know people. They only they they've spent a very limited amount of time with me, mm-hmm. and I've. They say that people have rebirths; they they change every seven years. Well, I change about every twelve months twelve to eighteen <laughs> months. It's a new Josh with new skill set, new looks. You know, just and if I go and I speak to someone from five years ago they're like oh you're doing this now and this this and this they remember me how i was and yes we do want feedback from people because the world's never going to lead you astray
1: Mm -hmm.
2: with the the actual feedback if you can if you can actually see the the real feedback but a lot of times we get so caught up in those stories and I know that, you know, a minute ago we were talking about the stories we tell ourselves, but the other people, like other people, Mm -hmm. one, perception is a filter of the, on the lens that we see life. So not only do we have to deal with our own perception and biases, 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 however you say it, we have to deal with other people's perceptions and biases too. And this person that, has spent maybe three hours with you their entire life. Then all of a sudden they're going to say something and you don't know what they've gone through that day. They might've, yeah. you know, their, their mom might've screamed at them before they talked to you, or they might've got fired from their job or they looked at their bank account and some fraud happened or whatever. And then they just, they projected whatever onto you and they didn't, they said something and you translated it differently than they meant it. So there's so many different variables, but at the end of the day, We can, we, we only need to listen to people in limited amounts, Mm -hmm. because if we, if we have a vision in our mind, then we have to get very, very clear on that vision. And no matter what pops up, no matter what anybody says, run with it. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, it's, it's your vision, it's your dream, and nobody's going to walk with you in your exact vision and dream, but you. Yeah. And I know that's sad to say because everybody, I mean, there, there will be people that want to, to come with you, of course, but at the end of the day, hard times, when hard times come, most people are going to drop out because people mm-hmm. want to show up whenever we're at the celebration, at the, at the <laughs> celebration, you know, of, of we're winning. So yeah, other people's stories are going to keep us from, from winning. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And if you think about it, whenever you do that journaling and, and self-reflection and whatnot, that's, that's when you really, I think, need to establish what your core values are because your core values should always be what you come back to, to help you make decisions, to help, you know, should I listen to this person Uh, is what they're saying aligning with that. And Mm -hmm. it helps you to, you know, really, know who's who you should have in your circle that small circle you talked about earlier
2: absolutely and vicky one more thing that uh keeps us from succeeding we tend to overcomplicate things as well <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like we think that we have to make a mountain out of a molehill when really and truly mm-hmm. the the masters in in whatever space that you want to go into they're only masters is because they repeated the basics over and over and over. And then when they've internalized those basics, then they can start putting a little twist on things and their own mm-hmm. little flavor. But all too often folks that start off something, they want to personalize those basics way too fast. They want to get creative before they've internalized those pillars. So the more simplified that we can make something, mm-hmm. the better. Absolutely. Yeah
1: well time has flown by so it's time for us to just do a couple rapid fire so i'm just going to give you a couple phrases the first one is um one of the topics that that we could have talked about today i thought was be a great one for you just to just briefly chat about and that is right in a line with what you were just saying mastery equals basics repeated and so basics are mundane and but i uh, one of um the founder of the anti aging group i have is is jeff olson and he wrote the slight edge and it talks about so doing the mundane those simple steps will lead you before you know it to accomplishing major goals and um but it it, it isn't always sexy it isn't always exciting but you got to do it so talk about mastery equals basics repeated
2: Well, there's this awesome book called chop wood carry water and it's about (laughs) this american that goes over to to asia and he wants to be a samurai and so he goes off to this village and he he gets a a a mentor of a samurai and this samurai master says for the next year you're going to only chop wood and carry water and this guy's like ah you know i want to do sword work but what the chopping wood and carrying water was doing was forging mm-hmm. his physical body so that he yeah. can do the samurai things. So, yes, we get caught up in this social media glam, like these are this is the latest trends, and like we see this guy that made a million dollars in three minutes when he first started this program. <laughs> you know, so we get the the idea monster, and we want to say, "Ah, oh, <laughs> the basics are for the lames," yeah. but really and truly, that's what's forging. Your your will and your your skill set are those basics. So you can't you you can't disrespect the basics. And I know Mm -hmm. it's not sexy, but that's why there's only so many successful people in an industry is because they've respected the basics. Mm -hmm. They they've just done them day in and day out. So if you want to get better at anything, you've got to got to love those basics. That always
1: makes me think of athletes you know the tennis player the golfer the football player the basketball player you know they're doing the same shot practicing that same shot over and over till they perfect it, and then they're doing another uh shot or pass or something and just the same thing over and over but you can't get good until you practice all those times
2: they say that michael jordan started out every practice with just simple chest passes And that's just the most basic thing Yeah, kids in their first practice or that's what they start out doing is chest passes. It's like, well, Michael Jordan could dump from the, from the foul line. So why is he doing chest passes? Well, it's like, well, it's what made Michael Jordan. So.
1: (laughs) That's exactly right. Okay. So the next is, um, we talked about the pillars of self-transformation just go through the one more time. What are some of those pillars to remind our audience?
2: Well, one is identifying the stories that you tell yourself. That's, that's in journaling. Mm -hmm. Then two is identification of, of where you want to go, because if you don't know where you want to go, then anywhere is good and where you want to go. It's not, it's not called anywhere. So, <laughs> so yes. Uh, identification of goals, identifications of the stories that you tell yourself, and then just physical physical movement, mm-hmm. getting out and walking, having having these frequent exercises throughout the day, and they could be simple, whether it's just a, a, sh- a stroll to the mailbox and back, and so. I've created this course. It's the it's the Fit Life Academy and it's four levels. And we start out with a 21-day transformation jumpstart and all it is is we work on posture enhancement, intestinal tract cleanliness, prioritizing protein and then getting your steps in because it's not about the crazy the craziest exercise program yeah. and the most stringent nutritional programming. It only works if you stick with it. So starting out slow, sticking with those pillars. And then once you've internalized it, then you can move up a level. So those those are my three uh for rapid transformation is just knowing where you want to go and then identifying the stories that are holding you back and then that physical practice. And that that's going to get you way far ahead than than mm-hmm. where you are now. And probably dropping your vices, too. Yeah, that's the that, 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 things
0: that are huge. That
1: would help. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could talk a, a whole lot more on that subject, too. But we're going to go ahead and share my screen so that you that are watching can get a screenshot of Josh's information. And if you're just listening, I will give the website for you to take down on your paper pencil. So Josh's website is thejoshparish.com. So thejoshparrish.com dot com on instagram you can go to the josh parish and i'll let him talk to you a little bit about what you find when you go to instagram
2: on instagram you'll see me doing lots of different types of exercises as well as just giving nuggets of wisdom on there on transforming yourself whether we're talking about mindset whether we're talking about your physical body whether we're talking about your professional life it's just a It's a melting pot of all these different tactics of Mm. how you can just implement transformation in your life, how you can get to the next level from where you are. So,
1: and on your website, is that where they can um, find how um, they could work with you?
2: Yes. So on the website, thejoshparish.com, that's my link tree. It's going to have the Instagram. It has my email. It's got my Facebook and then it's got my contact information as well so
1: perfect well it's been wonderful chatting with you today um and uh, i love the fact that you know we don't have to be bogged down by our stories we can change our stories to be able to change our lives excellent as always uh thank you for being a wonderful guest and reminding everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride this is vicki netling signing off